Hello and welcome to Catholic Parents Online, a podcast where we share tips and resources on Catholic parenting. This is brought to you by the Theology of the Body Parenting Team of the Apostolate for Catholic Truth. Presented with the lens of the Theology of the Body, we will see how we can be a sincere gift of ourselves to our kids in ways that will help them find true happiness and flourish in accordance with God's wonderful plan for each and every one of them. My name is John Hui and I'm your host for this podcast. Sexual desire is powerful. True or false? I remember after I hit the prime time of puberty not that long ago. Okay, that's relative. I remember I used to ask God, why did you give me this thing? Sure, it felt good sometimes. Okay, oftentimes, when I developed the crushes on girls and and especially when I first met my wife. But, oh boy, there were times when I struggled to avoid doing things I knew would lead to serious trouble, and worse still, serious sin. And I'm sure our children have, or for the younger parents among us, will have this desire too. Why do we have sexual desire? What is it for? What should we do with it? Suppress it? indulge in it? Or is there another way that is better? A whole lot better? Like I mentioned earlier, I used to wonder why God planted such a strong desire within me when I was also told at the same time, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. Then what was I supposed to do with it? It was only much, much later when I came across Pope St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body that I finally found the answer, an answer that was truly liberating and helped me understand what it means to love with true freedom. Given my human weakness, right, my love for my wife and the people around me is still far, far from perfect. But at least now I know the direction I need to take and follow it with God's grace. By the way, the theology of the body is not only about sex, right, but contains the awesome truth of what it means to be human. Who are we? Whose are we? And how are we to live out our life in a way that will lead us to our ultimate destiny, heaven? Anyway, before I get too carried away, allow me to share a very brief summary of the theology of the body that is relevant to our topic today. One, we are made in the image and likeness of God. Two, since God is love, and we are made in His image, that means we are made by love, for love, to love. Three, because God is the eternal communion of love in the Holy Trinity, we too are made for loving communion. For this call to loving communion is stamped right here, right here in our male and female bodies. The fruitful love of husband and wife in the union of their bodies is meant to help us see and understand better Trinitarian love. That's why we are also given a desire for that union, a strong desire for that life-giving communion of persons. To understand how sexual desire is meant to be experienced, let us turn to what Pope St. John Paul II described as original nakedness. One of the original experiences of man, male and female that is, before the fall. He was, of course, referring to this verse from Genesis. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. 
Why were they not ashamed? Because before the fall, Adam and Eve looked at each other as God would look, with love. They saw his plan for life-giving love inscribed in their male and female bodies. As such, they looked at each other with all the peace of the interior gaze, as Pope St. John Paul II would tell us. Why? Because as they looked lovingly at each other as God would look, they were not afraid of the other's gaze because perfect love casts out fear. And this is how our first parents experienced sexual desire before the fall. How they experienced eros as a desire to love the other as God loves in and through the male and female bodies. It was a desire to be a sincere gift of self to the other in a communion that was free, total, faithful, and fruitful. In fact, St. John Paul II said that the fullness of eros implies the upward lifting of the human spirit to what is true, good, and beautiful. So that what is erotic also becomes true, good, and beautiful. Wow. And what is the opposite of love? Many of us would think it is hate, wouldn't we? But for St. John Paul II, the opposite of love is not so much hatred, but lust. A disordered state of experiencing sexual desire. Before the fall, we saw how our first parents experienced sexual desire as a desire to be a total self-gift to the other. But after the fall, instead of experiencing it as a desire to be gift, to love as God loves, they experienced lust. A desire to use the other, to grasp the other for their own gratification. Now, isn't that what we so often experience today, myself included, where we continuously have to struggle with and battle for the purity of our hearts? It's an uphill battle, an uphill task, isn't it? But as Pope St. John Paul II often tells us, be not afraid. We have Jesus. Invite Jesus into our lives, our Redeemer and Saviour. Invite Him to change our hearts and to purify our desires. When we allow Him to do this, we will find liberation. Liberation not just from our wicked nature, but also liberation for greatness. Greatness to love and other as God loves. So, is sexual desire good or bad? Well, God created it. So it's got to be good because it was designed to draw us to love as God loves according to the state of life we are in. Now, as with so many other gifts, we get into trouble when we misuse it, when we abuse it, when we misdirect it and move ourselves in the opposite direction, which is lust. As we end this episode, let us ask ourselves this important question. Do we want to invite Jesus into our lives to heal our brokenness? To heal our often misdirected sexual desire? Will we? Till we meet again, take care and God bless you and your family always. Goodbye.